Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Robert Moore Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Moore. Mic'd up, kind of mobile today. This is going to be a quickie one. This is going to be a, a very quick, fast one. It's the holiday season. We want to get you in and out and doing your shopping or whatever you're going to do. But uh, you can visit my website, www.morewriting.com. You can also email me, robert at morewriting.com. So um, for no further ado, let's get into it. It's been a light week, not too much going on, um, just kind of laying low. But I did catch up on some movies. And one of the funny things that I noticed that's happening recently is that there are some movies that aren't that bad. But before they come out, critics just assume they're going to be bad. So in their mind, I don't know if it's subconsciously or they don't want to be wrong, but they the movies come out and then they're saying these movies are terrible. And they're, they're really not that bad. Marvel Marvel's was mid. Um, there were some things in it that were a little bit weird that didn't fit. There's probably a movie that should come before that one. There's some things that weren't explained, but it wasn't horrible like people are saying. Go watch Birdemic and tell me what horrible is. Marvel's wasn't horrible. Marvel's wasn't a disaster like, like a lot of people are saying. It was mid. It was good. It was entertaining. When it comes on Disney Plus, I'll watch it again. It's not that bad. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm going to be on the wrong on this one. But Winnie the Pooh, Blood, Blood and Honey, not that bad. It wasn't that bad, especially for what they were using. They probably used some iPhones and uh, didn't have the best budget. But the movie wasn't that bad. I enjoyed it. Would I have gone to the mo- the theater and seen it? No. But for streaming, yeah. Um, last night I watched uh, the latest Exorcist movie. It came out on streaming. It's on Peacock. And people were saying it's bad. It's not that bad. It's mid. It's a little bit above mid. Uh, pretty much what it is is um, there is a guy, Leslie Odom, great actor. He is on vacation with his wife in Haiti. An earthquake, well, first, baby gets blessed in the belly by um, a Haitian woman. Blessing. Earthquake comes, destroys the building. The building falls on the wife. He finds his wife before she dies. He tell, She tells him, hey, protect our baby. So then the doctors tell him, hey, your wife's messed up. You can only save one. Which one are you saving? I'm going to stop right there and tell you that Leslie Odom in this movie is great. You know, half of it is great. Half of it is not so great. He was great. All the actors and actresses was great. But uh, one of the things I wish is that they could have let him show in a little bit more emotion when his wife was dying and he had to make this tough decision of the wife or the baby. And I'm thinking he probably wanted to show more emotion. But um, I'm sure the director and the people were like, nah, nah, no, no, no emotion. So he has to make a choice. At this point, they don't tell you what the choice was. They fast forward about, I would say, 13, 14 years, single dad raising his daughter. Um, Being a girl dad myself, this part of the movie got me because it's a dad and his daughter. And it, it hooked me in. Hooked me in. I was hooked. So, you know, they're going about their lives. Um, he's very guarded, you know, being a dad, um, trying to give her her space, trying to help her find her own way. Two of them making it the best they can. 
she asked if she could go um, over a friend's house. So he was a little bit rude to her. So to make up for it, he says yes. Pause. In this movie, he let her go. In real life, hell nah. Hell to the nah. Hell to the nah nah. My kid is not going anywhere over anybody's house where I don't know the parents. My daughter's in kindergarten right now. There's one kid where I know her parents. My daughter probably, I would let that go. Anybody else? No way. In this situation, no way. No way you can go over somebody's house. And I don't know there. It's a different time. Nope. Nope. Not at all. I also don't want any kids I don't know at my house. So this, this is the part where I'm like, nah, come on, man. You, you ain't letting your daughter go over their house. The daughters lied, which another scary part of this movie. By the way, the the earlier girl dad parts were scarier than the demon parts for a, for a parent. So the girls lied. They go into the woods. They're going to try and talk to the girl's dead mother. They do like this little stance thing, which I'm going to pause again, because at that age, I'm letting my daughter know, don't play with Satan. Don't play with the devil. Don't play with, even if you're thinking you're talking to angels, like don't do it, don't open that portal to anything because anything, you can contact anything. We've seen it in movies and I'm sure it's in real life too, where you think you're talking to grandma Gretchen or you're, you think you're talking to Olga and it's the demon. Don't, don't even try it. Just wait until you get to heaven yourself and then you can have all the conversations you want. So they had this seance. And they get possessed and they're gone for three days. And the dad and the, well, first the dad goes to the other parent. Well, he, first he calls who she's supposed to be with. Turns out she lied and she's over at somebody else's house. He calls their parents. They thought their daughter was going to be at his house, which again, letting your kids go over houses where you don't know the people is a little bit strange. Even in, even myself growing up in the eighties, you know, my parents knew the people I was hanging out with and their parents. It wasn't that small of a town, but that's still how it was. So they all go looking for their kids. Can't find their kids. It's been three days. The dad, and this is another scary part of being a girl dad. The scary part is his kid was involved in some stuff or news or there's some stuff going on in his, in her life that he wasn't aware of. He just thought she was a square up kid and she's lying, going to places. And it can happen to anybody. I know this guy was a good dad, but still this happened. And it scares me. It's terrifying to me. Hopefully I'll know everything. By the way, another pause. This movie, I think, happened in modern day because I think he tried to call her cell phone. But, man, you didn't have any tracking on the phone, dog. You didn't have nothing on her phone that you could see where she is. She didn't have an Apple Watch. She didn't have an AirTag. Because if she took it off or gave it to somebody else or left it at the house and it's not moving, I, I know something's up. But, man, you got to have a tracker or something, an AirTag, have her check in, um, you know, something. You can't just go the whole day and, and not know. I might be naive. My daughter's not a teenager yet. But I'm, I got the, if she got the technology and she's using it for how she's using it, I got the tracker on. So they go into the woods. They're looking for her. They're on a farm like miles away. They get them all home. 
check them, make sure nothing bad happened to them. You know what I mean? And uh, they're all good. The the Leslie Odom's daughter starts doing some crazy weird stuff at home to where they think she had a psychotic breakdown. They put her in the the um, psychiatric ward. The other girl doing the same thing at home. They keep her home, but she's freaking everybody else out at home. So then they're kind of like, what's going on? This is demonic. They got possessed. Leslie Odom is like, nah, I don't believe in any of that. A nurse tries to tell him. She gives him a book. He's like, nah, I don't believe in this. But some of the stuff that he's seen, he's like, I got to go talk to the lady who wrote the book. The lady who wrote the book is dun, 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 the mom from the very first exorcist. So she's like, hey, I'm going to help you out. Don't worry about it. They go to uh, see the girl. They go to see the other girl first. And uh, I guess the lady tried to do like an exorcism, which is weird because she's just the, she was the mom of the girl. She didn't have any, any training in exorcism or anything. So anyway, she gets her eyes stabbed out, <laughs> which was a funny because the CGI and the special effects in this movie wasn't that great. So this this looked weird. It looked very odd. It was very cheesy. It, it, I laughed. I'm sorry. I laughed. I laughed at the lady getting her eye stabbed out because it looked so weird. So she gets her eye stabbed out. She's in the hospital. She's going to try and still encourage them to do something. They go to the local Catholic bosses and they say, yeah, we got to do this, this exorcism. And the main priest, he's like, yeah, we got to do this exorcism. And they're getting ready for the exorcism. By the way, it's a ragtag group of humans. Like some are Catholic, some believe in this, some believe in that. They have all these different um, denominations and beliefs, which this part of the movie got to me because it's good to see, especially in days like this where people who are on the same side still argue with each other. It was good to see people come together against evil, like stand up together. Even though you got your little differences, stand up against evil. So they're all getting ready to perform this ritual, all these different cultures, beliefs, ready to take on Satan. By the way, that's, that might have, has to be like, we all got to come together when the Antichrist or whoever comes, we got to be ready. So they're all getting ready. The, the priest goes to his bosses like, we got to do this. And they're like, nah, nah, just send, her, send them to the hospital. We don't, we don't sanction this. So he tells everybody, like, I can't be involved in this. You guys are on your own. Leslie Odom's like, we're doing this and we're not going to stop once we start. So they're starting, they're throwing everything at. And by the way, this movie also shows that Satan and the devil and his demons, you know, Jesus and God can beat them pretty easily. But for us humans, it's a tough fight. It's not, it's not easily defeated. So they're going after this demon. Demons picking them off by one by one. Like, oh, you had an oh, you did this when you were younger and you, you messed up here. and then it's it's revealed that Leslie Odom, when he was in Haiti and he had to choose, he chose the mom. And somehow still yet, I guess because of the blessing from the Haitian lady, the mom still died, daughter lived. And she's like, you didn't want you, the, the demon saying, you didn't want your own daughter. How, how could you? And all these people are feeling guilty about what this demon is saying to them. And there's a there's a pastor who's there and he's like, lies, don't listen to the demon. and people are still listening to the demon well then the 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 main priest comes in and everyone's like yay and he's like yeah I'm, I'm here 
I'm going I'm to do my thing and we're going to get rid of this demon. So, and by the way, everybody's like, whatever you do, don't touch the girls. The, the main priest, the Catholic guy puts his hands on him and it looks like it's all working. And then suddenly his neck twists, snaps, and he's dead. He's dead on the ground. So then the demon says, all right, I'm going to give you guys a choice. Choose which one of the girls lives. One lives, one dies. Choose. But the key is the demon didn't say if you choose, the one you choose lives, the one you don't choose dies. It just said, choose one. And then one's going to live, one's going to die. So it's a test. And Leslie Odom, his daughter is like, choose me, choose me, dad. At least this time, choose me. And then the other girl's telling her mom, like, mommy, choose me. I don't want to die. And they're both strong. And they say, you know, we're not going to make this choice. We're not going to listen to the to the demon. We're not making the deal with the devil. You can't you can't bargain to give us something that God already gave us, right? Well, the dad of the other girl, he's kind of he ain't built for all this. He's he's a little he's a little soft, especially when it comes to the demonic stuff. He gives in. He says, "I choose my daughter. I choose my daughter," thinking he's going to save her. Well, he condemned her, and she dies. And then Leslie Odom's daughter lives. And at the very end of the movie, they show the mom from the first movie. And by the way, she had she became an alcoholic, pushed everybody away. Um, her daughter, the first daughter, Linda Blair, the, the main girl, she comes to see her mom. And that was a nice, touching moment. And that was the movie. Um, like I said, the, the part of the movie where the daughter was missing, that was more scarier than the demon stuff. By the way, this is not a scary movie. It's more of like an emotional pull-on-your-heartstrings movie. It's like a Hallmark horror movie. Um, there was no parts that were really creepy or scary. The only part that was scary was when they're doing the exorcism, you can see like this dark, shadowy figure behind them in the background. That was cool. Everything else, eh, it wasn't really that scary. Not a lot of scary parts. Just It's more of an emotional movie than a, than a scary movie. But like I said, it's not go to the theater movie, but if you're paying $5 a month for Peacock, go watch that. It's not a bad movie. So I'm going to jump right into the question of the week, and that was, what is your favorite holiday food? What, during this time of the year, do you like to eat for the holidays? And uh, looking at some of your responses, uh, Bill says tenderloin, good choice. Uh, D-Lo from the After Taxes podcast, go make sure you go download, subscribe to that podcast. He says oxtails. I never had oxtails. I had never heard of oxtails until like the past few years, but I can see where that's a good one. Uh, Natasha says deviled eggs. Shout out to Aunt Tammy and her deviled eggs. The best in the world. Christine, or we call her Miss J. She says sugar cookies. That's a good one. Asia says sweet potatoes are yams. I would start singing the yam song, but mm, I'm not going to do that to you listeners. Uh, Tawana says mac and cheese. That is a staple. That is a go-to. My bro-in-law, William, says sauerkraut and ribs. I, I know sauerkraut for because of the new year. I think it's good luck to eat sauerkraut and uh, ribs. You can't go wrong with that. Uh, Tamika says dressing, not stuffing, but dressing. Yes. I'm with you. Dressing. Eat the dressing. Uh, Sandy says peanut butter blossoms and stuffing. Um, 
<laughs> Sorry, can't choose one. I never had peanut butter blo- peanut butter blossoms. Sandy, if you could enlighten me on what peanut butter blossoms are. Uh, Latanya says ribs again. Um, Tobias says ribs and sweet potatoes, and Melissa says mac and cheese. So for me, there are certain things that I like to have that are cooked by different people. Um, one is my mom. She cooked great A1 level mac and cheese. Her potato salad was A1 level. And then her dressing, not stuffing, was A1 level. Her dressing had little strips of turkey in it. It was like pulled turkey and it was like light strips, just right. Love that stuff. My uncle Greg had stuffed cabbage, A1 level. Took the recipes. I don't know if anybody has that recipe. Maybe my Aunt Angie has it. But I loved his stuffed cabbage. For my uncle Alvin, who I call Babra, he had the meatballs. And his meatballs had, like, sometimes it have cheese in it. Sometimes it have other stuff in it. But those are the main things that I enjoy. Oh, yeah, by the way, my mom made A1 level pies. She was the pie queen. My dad was the pie king. And coming from a family that, could cook up and down. Oh, I love Thanksgiving and I loved Christmas. For Thanksgiving, I know my mom would have the oven going, all four burners on the stove going, the microwave going, because back then, microwaves weren't like microwaves now. Microwaves back then were like big ovens that you would still use. And then when she needed more room, she'd go across the street to my Aunt Linda and then she would use her oven if it was available. Or she would go to somebody else's house and cook something in their oven and vice versa. But we had this huge meal that I loved so much. There was also two things. There were two main houses that we went to. My uncle's house, my uncle Alvin's house, and my mom's house. And depending on which house you were, sometimes both. Depending on which house you were going to is what time you ate. So let's say um, food was ready at 3 o'clock. If you're going into my uncle's house, food is ready at three o'clock. If you show up at four o'clock, you might not get a plate. If you show up at five o'clock, you ain't getting a plate. The other hand, on my mom's house, if dinner is at three o'clock, we are eating at six o'clock because she's not rushing anything. You know, my, my uncle is a little bit more professionally trained, so he knew the time things out right. My mom is like, I'm doing it when I'm doing it, and when it's done, it's done, and I'm also doing some other stuff. So the strategy was go to my uncle's house first, get a plate there, then go to my mom's house and get a plate. But all good food. I loved it. I love them. And uh, those are my favorite foods. If I had to absolutely pick one that I absolutely loved more than anything, and you guys are going to laugh at me, was the chitlins. Yes, I was a chitlin eater. My uncles cooked great chitlins. My mom cooked great chitlins. Loved them. When I when I ate meat, I absolutely loved them. If somebody could make plant-based chitlins, I'm there. I'm eating them. Actually, there was something that my my wife had from Taiwan, and they were plant-based, and they kind of taste like chitlins. If I find that and I can like hook them up and make them taste right and get the texture right, I might open up me a little shop where I'm selling vegetarian, plant-based, vegan chitlins. That's what I'm looking for. If you know of a place that has plant-based chitlins, you let me know. Robert at morewriting.com and I'm there. All right. So thanks, everybody. This is a little mini 
pod for this week, and we'll do the same thing for the next couple weeks. Um, I also have clips from the Holy Day of Atonement that I might drop on this as well, but um, we will end this here. Thanks, everybody. Um, Go to my website, www.morewriting.com. You can email me, robert at morewriting.com. On all social media, it's uh, at morewriting. Um, Also, you can get this podcast anywhere. So if you're listening to it online and you got an iPhone or um, a tablet or a Galaxy phone or a Samsung phone, um, any kind of phone that you have, you can get podcasts. Go ahead and download the podcast. Do your boy a favor, hit the download button, hit the subscribe button, because that way those numbers count towards something and then I can use them to do stuff with. Stuff that would help me, stuff that would help the community and, and all of that. So, But I, I think however you're listening, I thank, I thank you. I appreciate your time and I will see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week and we will see you next time. Thank you.